Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital and your host for your favorite podcast, the GAR Capital official podcast. What is going on, everybody? It is Friday, September 20th. Hope everyone had a great week. Let's talk about the markets and what happened this week, right? Man, let me just go ahead and preface by saying trading is not easy. <laughs> trading is not easy when you don't know what the hell is going to happen. I think that's pretty much uh, a given, right? We really don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going on in Trump's head. We don't know what happened with the Chinese. We definitely don't know what's going on with the Fed, right? Well, all we can do is all we can do. Yes, it's been uh, challenging to say the least. Um, let's go ahead and talk about it and break it down. I mean, shoot, we have a lot to talk about. So this Wednesday that just passed, the Federal Reserve cut the better uh, funds rate another 25 basis points, which we talked about already. We knew that was pretty much set up to already be done. Like it was like 100% certainty. The only question was that, are they going to not cut or 50 basis points? Interesting enough, we didn't know exactly where we're going. So we got a 25 basis point cut. Markets actually fell a little bit. I guess it wasn't dovish enough for the markets. We did fall a couple of handles on ES, which is the e futures. Then we had Fed Chair Powell to talk, and he was saying that, hey, we may have to expand our balance sheet, aka quantitative tightening. Uh, quantitative easing, excuse me. Quantitative easing, QE for short. So a lot of people have asked me, what, what does QE mean? Quantitative easing. Well, this happened in 2009 with the financial crisis. The Federal Reserve would actually buy government bonds. Government bonds like the 10-year bonds. We've talked about that before. And again, if you have a high demand for anything, even bonds, the price goes up and yields go down. Remember, yields and price are, um, they move uh, uh, inversely from each other. So again, if you have a lot of buyers of these bonds, the Fed, interest rates go down, which is exactly what they want to do. Correct? Correct. Well, they just add to their balance sheet. They're just going to keep buying. So that's what they're saying, that they may expand their balance sheet. Just a year ago, they were saying that we were going to cut the balance sheet. Remember, the Fed has a lot of mortgage-backed securities that they bought a lot of toxic debt debt to save the market, to save these banks that were extremely levered with mortgages. And also, the, uh, the Fed also bailed out the system by cutting rates, which again, what they did was lower interest rates by buying bonds too. Well, they, they, they lowered the, the rates overnight, but then they also bought back bonds from the government, basically financing their debt. Hello, national debt. If you take a look exactly how much we owe, there's a national debt clock. If you want to take a look at that on Google, it's pretty, pretty interesting and depressing at the same time if you're an American, but that's where we are. So the markets cheered that. We were nearly close to all-time highs on E-mini futures, about 3026 is the high. And we got as close as 30.20. So what did we do? Us traders, we bought the rip. We broke out on the first, uh, on the one hour chart on SPY. And we were looking great. And then it got interesting today. What happened? Well, apparently the president said he is not in a rush to make a deal. Tell me where you've never heard that before. He was not interested in making a deal. He's not in a rush to make a deal before the election. He's very confident that he win the election. And then I'd have to agree with him. I mean, I don't see anyone from the Democratic side beating him. So with that being said, he's confident that if they wait too long for a deal, the Chinese, he's really going to clamp down and get what he wants. Only pressure he has is political. So he said, the president, I'm not in a rush to make a deal. The Chinese are in trouble. 
Well, funny enough, the Chinese were supposed to meet with some farmers this week or today and talk about soybean soybean buying and kind of in good faith to see the farmers uh, in Nebraska and Montana. Well, the Chinese canceled that and the sell-off happened. We did fall today. So let me go and read you some headlines. So stocks and bond yields sink amid quad witch, which we talked about quad witch on Instagram as the expiry day for options expiry and all this stuff. Trade turmoil, turmoil and Powell promises. While Jay Powell did his best promising more QE, which we just talked about, expanding the balance sheet, spiking stocks, China trade headlines spoiled the stock market party, stock market party by week end. But bonds and gold are back, baby. Gold and bonds, guys. Those are your hedges against a crazy Fed that's going to keep expanding balance sheet and create inflation, right? And a weaker dollar, check. And trade war, check. Gold. So keep in mind, gold, GLD, GDX. Those are the ones you want to take a look at. Anyways, the odds of a trade deal tumbled, obviously, today to around 30% chance we get one. So interesting, the Fed's... Fed uh, Governor Bullard said it could be we're overestimating the trade war impact. And I quote from Bloomberg, the Fed remained its most split ever. Seven people, seven governing bodies of the Fed said they actually didn't want a rate cut. But eight of them said they did. So they got their 25 basis point cut. Again, we've talked about this over and over, guys. It's the Fed and the China trade war. And it's funny. China trade war will keep going if the Fed just did what the president wants and the Fed said, we'll give you what you want if you stop the trade war. Back and forth we go. So that's where we were this week. This week, um, markets did end green for Europe. Chinese markets ended the week lower. Uh, S&P algos were seemingly desperate to pin us around 3,000. Thanks a large, large part from Quad Witch. But again, it failed. Overnight, I mean, at the end of the day, we did fall pretty hard. The S&P is up 2.4% from its highs a year ago, which is nice. After the quant, uh, excuse me, not quant, quake, this is from Zero Hedge, which I like following on on Twitter. Follow them, they're pretty great. Grain of salt, they're very bearish. Momo stocks, tanked. If you were in Shopify, Roku, Amazon, Netflix, any very momentum growth name, you got crushed today. The rotation is on between value and momentum. Momentum are high, high moving stocks like tech stocks that have been moving quickly to the upside. Think of Roku, think of Shopify, think of Amazon, think of Netflix. But value, like I've been talking about, if you listen to the podcast, staples, utilities, real estate, dividends like telecoms have been doing amazing. They've been doing great and consistent. Again, if you don't like sharp moves, stick with the names I've been telling you. We shorted Roku. Roku was down as much as 22% today, guys. Netflix was down almost 7%. These are mega cap stocks. Roku was routed for the second week in a row, but it's still up. Keep in mind, guys, no matter whatever happened today with Roku, and we shorted it, 240% up year to date. It did close at 107.10. Keep in mind, December of last year, it was a $25 stock. (laughs) Fun. So anyways... Uh, after the blonde bond bloodbath of last week, the nine treasury spike, yield spike, yields tumbled this week with long and dramatically outperforming. That's where we are. Again, we have the rotation back into bonds. I guess the trade war does may create a self-fulfilling prophecy of a recession. We're not there yet. 10 years, 10 yield yields fell below 1.75%, 1.75%. 
We were close to breaking 1.82 this week. We got as high as 1.9 this week, uh, uh, September 13th. It's just been an absolute terror. If you were trading this week, guys, bears and bulls both got hit. So it's just a very, very weird place right now. So we got our Fed, we got our Fed meeting out of the way for September. Remember, guys, we have one in October. And keep in mind, October was the top for last year. That was the top last year before the fall in December. So again, plenty of stuff gonna happen, a lot of opportunities. Personally, me trading this week, I got hit on spy. Um, and Amazon with our team, we got hit Boeing and Apple. I must have lost maybe about $1,700 in, in trading today and trading options just yesterday. Pretty rough, but you got to roll with it. So again, I've read a lot of traders on Twitter that got ripped this week. They just, uh, uh, very just ugly positioning back and forth. So that's where we are for the week, guys. Again, now I'm going to give you my two cents. What do you do here? Well, I think I've been pretty consistent with everybody. What I've been saying is that you want to keep staples, utilities, real estate, dividend paying, even at all-time highs. I remember I was speaking to a client of mine and we were tapping highs and she's saying, are we out of the woods with? Should I, should I get some more SPY? I said, it's okay to nibble some SPY. Nibble, again, price cost average. Buy little every week or every month. Don't buy it all at once because we may get some falls. Keep in mind, guys, Yes, uh, S&P, I'm going to tell you right now where we closed. Let me see if I can bring up my CNBC uh, chart right now. Uh, Pre-market, S&P is only at $29.89. What, 2% off all-time highs? Maybe 2.5%? Not exactly a a bloodbath. We're getting a little spoiled of ourselves, obviously. But again, if you want to buy these names that have moved up so quickly, like a Roku or a Shopify or an Amazon, which is near what, 1810? I want to say, let me see where Amazon is right now. About 1810 right now. Uh, oh, 1794. How about that? We were nearly 2000. So you could literally save $205 buying it now. Again, have the long term horizon of what you're buying. Again, these kind of short term moves shouldn't change your investment profile. If you're trading options right now, I would definitely be looking at some gold. GLD, silver. I want to take a look at those. We got the Fed. They're saying they're expanding the balance sheet. The trade war is the big deal, guys. I would actually say the trade war is the top. When we get the trade war, I would actually sell stocks that are not long-term. I will get out of positions and I'd be short the market. I think that's a really good idea. I think that'd be the catalyst. Once we get a trade deal, it's over. I mean, there's nothing else to give us that boost. So keep that in mind. Uh, Right now, if we get one more if we get one more trade deal, I mean, if we get one more Fed, Fed cut, um, which is probably not possible, like it, it's highly improbable if we do, uh, it is priced, it's not priced in yet, it'd be in October, third week of October, we'd be sub 2% on the Fed funds rate, correct? Fine. What more can we do, guys? If we don't get all-time highs with another rate cut, that gives me more of an issue with the market. I'd be more pessimistic, if anything. I think the Fed should stop cutting, personally. I think that they should just keep it as is. I think without central bank intervention that we have now, the market is basically a fraud. It's, it's almost like it's just, it's not enough. It's never enough for this market. And we still haven't tapped new all-time highs. We're close. But I think that we're getting to the level where 2,700, 2,800 could be the norm. 
I don't think this is fair value uh, for stocks right now. I think we're trading at a PE multiple forward 24 times. That's a little pricey. I, I like individual names. If you want to buy some S&P long-term and just play dividends, that's fine. But look at the names. Kimberly-Clark, AT&T, Verizon. Again, I repeat this over and over. I would stick to the consumer staples. I would stick to the telecoms. I would stick to the utilities, dividend-paying names. I want to stick with those boys. And yes, I would stick with Apple. Yes, everyone asks me about Apple. I love them. I still like Amazon too long-term. I think Amazon's amazing. But again, high beta stocks that move with the market. When markets fall, guess where they're going? They're going to fall with it. So even with the Fed, if they cut, I, I think we're running out of ammo here, guys. Uh, QE is talked about more expansion. Another rate cut. We didn't hit all-time highs. What more can we do? Really, what more can we do? Now, you can blame the president for the trade war, but if we just keep the kick in the can on the road, we're either going to get a deal or we're not. We know that. We don't have a deal yet. So if this happens two years from now, how long can we really wait? How long many headlines can we have? It's over. I mean, it's just, this is enough. I would, I would really give it till the election. I'll give it to the election. I would give it till 2020, November. If no deal is done by 2020, November, we're not getting a deal, period. And uh, at all. And, and you do what you like with stocks. If you want to sell them, that's fine. If you want to load up on gold, if you want to load up, load up on, you know, little rest, less risky assets, that's fine. But I'm a little more bearish now than I was before. I was actually a little bullish after the the QE expansion that you know they were going to expand the balance sheet. But seeing how the markets react, I'm actually pretty bearish now. I think that we're closing on hitting another top in October, and I think we're going to get another sell off. Twenty eight hundred should be here. So again, I'm I'm a little bearish here moving forward, guys. So I'd be very defensive. Again, I've been saying it before. And uh, play defense here. Play defense. Again, repeating the same old thing. I know I'm probably like a broken record, but I don't think there's much to be cheering about here. Retail sales, sure, but consumer debt is up. Housing uh, housing starts, fine. Uh, that, that sounds good. Um, but it's almost like a perfect Goldilocks period. How much more can we get that jump? Unless we get a trade war settlement, actual on paper, nothing has changed. Really nothing has changed. And uh, even Goldman and City are saying that October is going to be a very wild ride. So right now, if you feel uncomfortable with your portfolio and you're worried about these wild swing moves, sell some stocks, take some cash, sit on the sidelines for a little bit. That's totally okay. Having cash is a position, by the way. Um, And just be prepared for these kind of moves, guys. You know, if you had Roku very cheaply and you want to take some profit here, go for it. I'm all for it. You're up very nicely, depending where you got in. And if you're trading options, again, you can own some put options against your portfolio positions. I own Roku and I made 500% return on my puts and it actually made more money than the actual stock that I had. So that's always nice. So again, you can use insurance for that. So that's where we are, guys, for the most part. I mean, it's been a tough trading week, but we can bounce back as we always do. And uh, just re- be prepared for anything. I think that we get a gap down on Sunday uh, at 6 p.m. with the market. So futures could gap down a little bit. Keep that in mind, the back of your head, that it may be a little more wild. Uh, 2800 in October definitely could happen. So I- that's probably my call. I think 2800 in October. If I'm wrong, then you can laugh at me. And uh, if I'm right, then I hope this information helped and you picked exactly the right stocks. And again, guys, if you're a long-term investor, you're not retiring anytime soon, who does? it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Just keep buying your stocks the way it goes and you'll be fine. 
But other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining me again for this podcast. I know it's kind of the same thing all the time, but hey, these headlines do come. This is what we got to do and just talk about it. So uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. GAR Capital FX.com. GAR Capital at gmail.com is the uh, website and the email. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, any questions, again, feel free to contact us and uh, have a great rest of your week. And uh, we'll catch you for next week's podcast.